Hello there, you're listening to The Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. We'll also be making our predictions for the 2023 Oscars, which are taking place this weekend, March 12th. And we'll do a final update to our Oscars draft and see who might have the best chance of winning this Sunday. start out with some news kevin feige and patty jenkins are no longer going to be helming any star wars movies it has been announced that they've been shelved indefinitely so sorry for anyone that was hoping for rogue squadron or for whatever feige was going to do we had no real information on that project but it still seems like taika waititi might have his movie come out he wants to star in it. We'll see if they ultimately allow that to happen. I think it'll probably go the way of Feige and Patty Jenkins's. So we'll see. But this is yet another Star Wars film that is no longer going to be hitting the theaters. That was once denounced. And just like Ryan Johnson's trilogy, just like uh, Weiss and Benioff, it's not gonna happen. Big bummer. Speaking of things not going to happen, Barry season five, <laughs> because it's ending with season four. Big mm-hmm. sad. Bigger sad than the Star Wars stuff, for sure. If well, anything, yeah, the biggest truly sad. love Barry. I do. This comes right after the announcement that Succession is also ending with season HBO four. HBO is breaking my heart right now. <laughs> they are really breaking are. my heart. We were so praising sad. them the other day for being on top of it once again. Cranking yeah. out banger after banger. And then they said, you know what? Fuck Dylan Johnson. <laughs> yeah. We're going to cancel all the shows he likes and keep the ones he doesn't watch going. Because fuck him. Fuck everything he loves. Whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not that upset. Because at the very least, Barry's ending with a bang instead of going out and withering out. So I have that to look forward to. Two finales this year. Big excited. Exactly. Yeah, and it's going to be... They're going to end out on a high rather than trying to... Just stretch them out until they lose all sense of quality. So it's good that at least they're ending on a high note. Yeah, for sure. Now we can do our box office breakdown for March 3rd to the 5th. Coming in first place, big opening, Creed 3 with $58 million. That is nearly twice as much as the opening for Creed 2, which was $32 million. Shattering box office expectations and records. I mean, we predicted it around... I think I said 32, 33, and then you said 40. I mean, completely shattered both of our predictions. Almost 20 million over yours, let alone mine. I mean, just truly, truly remarkable for Michael B. Jordan's first directorial effort. Yeah, absolutely incredible. What is not so incredible? Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, with 12 point, 12.8 million in its third weekend, making it a 60% drop. That is Fuck you for that transition. great at all. It it went with a three-digit opening, but then since then has been smashing records for some of the worst drops. So, yeah, not a great start to your 
box office draft, but at least it will <laughs> make somewhere close to 500 million. So it's not a total disaster, but it is a major disappointment. Fuck your segue. You're a major disappointment. <laughs> Fuck you. Coming in third place was Cocaine Bear with 11.1 million. After that, Demon Slayer to Swordsmith Village with 10 million. Still crazy they don't make Attack on Titan, the finale, a movie, considering how amazing it would do. Still crazy. And then mm. after that was Jesus Revolution with 8.5 million. Avatar The Way of Water has fallen out of the top five, but it still made 3.6 million this weekend. Operation Fortune made 3.1 million. Puss in Boots The Last Wish, 2.7 million. Magic Mike's Last Dance, 1.1 million. And 80 for Brady, running at the top 10, but it falls under $1 million. Right under the mill mark. So sad. Now we can do our box office predictions for the weekend of March 10th. Big movie coming out this weekend, Scream 6. No Nev Campbell in this one. We do have Jenna Ortega. The Scream from last year made $30 million. This one's eyeing around $40 million. I'm saying $45. I'm going for it. What do you say, Ryan? Maybe like $43? <laughs> wow, it's incredible that you got that prediction exactly right. It's almost like we've we've almost tried this before. Hmm, I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm wow, saying yeah. $43 million. You're going with the 45, the over there. But either way, it's going to be a franchise record for Scream 6, which coming right on the heels of Creed 3, another mm -hmm. franchise record. That's fantastic. And notable is that the stars for both of those franchises, the ones that initiated them, Sylvester Stallone and Nev Campbell, are not a part of these most recent and most successful opening weekends. So that is a pretty fun fact at the box office but adam driver is not going to be having uh, some good box office news delivered to him by his agent because this upcoming weekend his film 65 about him having to protect some girl as they fight against dinosaurs after they crash land on earth 65 million years ago mm -hmm. it has horrible reviews so Damn. It's not going to make a lot of money. People are not going to flock to the theaters for this one. I'm saying I'm going to go with mm, 10 million. And then Dylan, I think 13 million seems about right for you. I feel like you, I feel like you would go for 14 million, but then reflecting on it more, you'd, you'd bring it down to 13 million. Is that about right? No, I think 10 sounds about right. I'm going to go with 10. <laughs> you are. <laughs> You're pretty <laughs> <laughs> but all right somewhere in the teen range low teens it'll be there but moving on from the box office we can now talk about the 2023 oscars and we can do a final update dylan imagine what your five films are in the roster uh-huh can you name them off off the top of your head for the first time ever after not thinking about them for weeks I'm going to go with Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, The Whale, The Banshees of Inishirin, and Avatar, The Way of Water. Wow, you nailed it. God. Did you practice God, that? Dude. Yeah, a few times. Maybe once. <laughs> okay, that was incredible. My films for the draft, of course, were Elvis, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking... And did I say all of them? What was the other one? <laughs> Babylon. Oh, no. Which should be in Best Picture, but it's not. 
Hey, you stumbled on Babylon. I think I should get that one. You should no, go over to not me. At all. I need the nominations. What else are you going to win? Who would ever come up with the rule that if you can't name a film in your draft that the other person gets it? That'd be so stupid. Yeah, some stupid asshole probably. <laughs> That's insane. But anyway, we can now talk about... So those were the five films on each of our rosters. My roster has 25 points from all its nominations. Your roster has 34 points from all of its nominations. Mm-hmm. Remember, one nomination or a nomination counts for one point. Mm-hmm. A win counts for three points. So we're at a nine-point difference right now. So it's possible sure. for me to come and take the lead. Dope. But you have quite a few strong contenders. And so as we go through the categories, we're going to talk about who we think will win, just our general Oscar predictions. We'll talk about who we think should win if we were the ones casting the Oscar ballots. And then we'll also talk about what the impact is for the category winner on the draft, if it closes out possibilities for one of us to win or if it affirms and strengthens somebody's possibility to win. Of course, you're in the much better position, but I think there are a couple very slight paths to victory for me, but it is not looking great. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So let's let start now, with best yeah. picture. Let's let's get it right into it. Now, Ryan, who do you think is going to win the top prize? There's ten nominees, all quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Who do you <laughs> think is going to claim the top prize? Now, I think everything, everywhere, all at once, absolutely should win. But do you know who I think? will win i think you're gonna say everything everywhere all at once also oh my god that's incredible you're like a seance right now you're just predicting everything it's um yeah it's everything ever all at once because it's one about every single other award for every other major guild yeah. and awards body it is almost certainly gonna take it yeah if, if anyone out there, if anyone out there is wondering why we're so good at predicting, <laughs> predicting things, this we're just on the same wavelength other. right now. We're just so good. Yeah, at I can't keep up with each other so well. Jokes. I can't. I can't do it. It would make bad. It would make a bad podcast. If we just kept it between the two of us. We uh, we fucked up our first recording. We got like fifteen minutes into it and fucked it up. So we I know mean, exactly what the other person's yeah. gonna say. Through no faults of our own, though. I mean, it was no, the system issues. just shut down. Yeah, technical difficulties, but uh. So we had to re-record it so we knew what we were going to say. So if you really want to know why we're being asses to each other, <laughs> that's kind of why. But yes, Ryan, you're correct. Everything, everywhere, all at once is my choice for what should and I think will indeed win. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. Moving on from that, we have Best Actress, Clay- mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett for Tar. <laughs> Wait, you got to say it like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> How does he say it? And what did he say? You don't remember that? The Golden Globes when he was... Because he gave out the best actress in a drama for the Golden Globes. And he said, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> I did not commit that to memory, but sounds you like... Should. It. It's pretty great. Seems like he was having fun announcing all the stuff. He was. Kate Blanchett for Tar. Ana de Armas for Blonde. Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And Michelle Yeoh. For everything, everywhere, all at once. Who will win? 
Who do you think is going to take home that Oscar? I know everything in me is telling me to say Kate Blanchett <laughs> because she delivered a phenomenal performance and she has won many accolades so far. But the story is better for Michelle Yao. And if I know anything about the Oscars, they love a good story. And I think she might just take it. So I'm going to go with Michelle Yao, who also deserves this award because she also delivered a hell of a performance. I'm going to go with Michelle mm-hmm. Yao. Final answer. Yeah, it's definitely between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. They're by far the ones that are the front runners, and I think they both are very much deserving of it. So For sure. either way it goes, it'll certainly be um, based on you know whichever performance was the best. I think there's a case for either one of these actresses to be named Best Actress. And certainly Michelle Yeoh does have that narrative behind her. It would be her first win. Kate Blanchett has won before in Best Actress, I believe. Yes. Uh, so it wouldn't be her first time. It is a phenomenal performance, but the Oscar voters do love to make history in giving Michelle Yeoh the first Asian actress, right? First uh, I believe time so, that yes. that would happen. Um, and only, what, the second or third woman of color to be named Best Actress, I believe. So either way, it'd be historic. And obviously, she's well-loved in the industry. And it is just a legitimately fantastic performance. Legitimately. So in terms of should win, either one of these two women absolutely deserve it. I agree. Who will win? It may be the bias from the draft. But even though some of the momentum is going to Michelle Yeoh, I still think Kate Blanchett is going to take it. Really? I think she Kate will. Blanchett. Win. Yes, Kate Blanchett. All yours. We'll take it. Yeah. That'll be the debate. Mm-hmm. Now for best actor, we have Oof. Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Sharon, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Now, here's where it gets a little crazy. Oh, I think Brendan Fraser is going to win. I think that's pretty given. I mean, it's it's his big return. He's great in the movie. I love Brendan Fraser, and I think he's going to win. But I think Colin Farrell should win. Wow, look at that. Because <laughs> I think his ability to dance on that line between comedy and drama and the Banshees of Inishirin and be so damn magnetic on screen is just so powerful and i think it's fantastic and i loved him in the movie and i think he should win but obviously i think brendan frazier is going to win wow incredible i am going completely different from you really i think austin butler will win really and honestly should win really yes i think the way that he brought elvis to life of course a figure Mm -hmm. that is very well known in pop culture. And yet he was able to embody that, that person, but also that persona, right? That stage presence that Elvis had. And he was a legitimately good and compared with Tom Hanks, especially, I mean, he's with some, it might've honestly helped. I mean, you, you have such a great performance and it's such a terrible one. It makes the great (laughs) one look even better. Honestly, I know, which is insane, but I mean, yeah, being able to hold his own and far exceed Tom Hanks performance in that. And obviously he had to hold it together. I mean, he's embodying this 
world mm. renowned pop culture icon. Yeah. And he did it extremely well. So I, I mean, both of us were impressed by his performance. I thought here. it was fantastic. So I'm going with him. Like I do love Colin Farrell in Banshees of Sharon, mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser, I thought was good. And for sure, he has that narrative behind him of his big Hollywood return. Mm-hmm. But I think the Academy, as we know, especially from recent years, they love oh, when people play historical they figures. They love a biopic. And they love biopics especially with these music ones i mean rami malik won not too which many years crazy. ago so, yeah which is certainly less well deserved than what austin butler's oscar would be so i think elvis will take it i think austin butler will take it um yeah i don't think it's a given that brendan fraser will win i think it's between him and butler but i think butler is gonna take it yeah well we will see Next up is Best Supporting Actors. We have Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ryan, who will win? Who should win? Will Angela Bassett do her thing? Will she do the thing? That is the question. Here's what I think. First of all, let's just talk about how this category, which should have gone my way since I had the film Women Talking, and mm-hmm. there's a star-studded cast in there, and I picked Women Talking because I thought, ooh, two to three easy nominations for acting alone. Yeah. And then not Amazingly only zero. is Women Talking not in here at all, but none of my films are in here. You have four out of the five nominees here. Yes, I do. Absolutely absurd. I can't believe that. Definitely so this crazy. category is going to screw me for sure. Talk about stacked. Because you have a four to five chance of winning this and getting three points. You're going to so, hate getting the best supporting actor, <laughs> let me tell you. So I know for real. That's <laughs> So, I mean, for that one, we knew for a long time now. So I made peace with that. But this one, I mean, come on. So Angela Bassett, for the draft, <laughs> it'd be really helpful if she won so that you wouldn't get these points. Sure. But I do not think that she should win at all. I think I Carrie Condon should win. Mm. And I think she will win. Although ah. it could go either way. It's between her and Jamie Lee Curtis. But I think Carrie Condon absolutely should win. She, in a film which had a lot of great performances, mm. I honestly think she was the best. Like in terms of really? the supporting actress, the moment that she left the film, Mm-hmm. the film just no longer clicked for me. Like it went downhill after that, You're my crazy. relationship I with disagree, that film. But that's a whole different thing. So it speaks to how integral she was as a performer, as yeah. a character in that film, that she just gave it a spine mm-hmm. and a dynamic between her and Colin Farrell's character, especially, and certainly with Barry Keoghan's character. That was just the bedrock for it, really. And once that was taken away, it no longer worked for me. So I feel like that's a definition of a supporting actress. What they were meant to do is supplements and really provide a strong basis for all those other performers, especially the lead performers Mm -hmm. to do their thing as Ariana DeBose (laughs) would say. So I think Carrie Condon absolutely should win. And I think there's a strong chance she will win. What about you? So you don't think Angela Bassett stands a chance at all? No, Actually, yeah, when I said it's between her and Jamie Lee Curtis, I think Angel Bassett is still in the race for sure. I think it's a three-way race between them. Yeah. But I feel like 
Angela Bassett has been losing momentum lately. <laughs> yeah, so, I agree. I think the Golden Globes is a big hit for her, but this is also a category which is nominated and voted on by other actors, and I don't know if they would want a, an MCU movie to win. Right, and notably at the SAG Awards, Jamie Lee Curtis won. Angela Bassett did not. Very true. So, yeah, we'll see if people want to award Angela Bassett and want to give it to her for a performance in a Marvel film. Again, mm-hmm. she was great in that. She film. was great. Like, she was. She was responsible for like the best scene in there along with uh, sure. Denai Guerrero. But I think that she won't end up taking it. I think the momentum isn't as strong as it was. She already won like Golden Globes, won a couple other awards. So I don't feel like it'll be as strong of a mm-hmm. push to give it to her. Um, and then we'll have to see if, again, everything ever all at once has such a strong narrative for all the oh yeah uh all the actors and all the talent basically um so mm-hmm. jamie lee curtis they could want to award it to her this is her first nomination um again it's a great performance like she did really well in it so i wouldn't be like scorned by jamie lee curtis taking it other than mm-hmm. for the draft because that would be rough um yeah but either way it'll happen even if carrie condon wins it'll hurt mm-hmm. me in the draft but i think she'd be great um, but what about you? What now, is your opinion of who should win? And then what's your guess for who will? This is the one that's hardest for me because I just, I really love Carrie Condon as an actress and I thought she was fantastic at the band she's been this year. And I really like Stephanie Sue and I thought she was great and everything ever all once. Mm-hmm. But God, I think, I really think Jamie Lee Curtis should win. And I really want her to win. And I, so I think she will. Wow. I mean, she won the SAG, which is fantastic. She's, she's been in this business so long and she delivered a performance that I think is the backbone of the film because it carries a lot of comedic weight, especially when it gets really heavy. And she is just more committed to that role than I've seen anyone be committed to a role in a long time. She gave it everything she had. She gave everything she was into into playing Deirdre Bobirdra. And I really thought she put a lot of like, emphasis on the movie about like about like really committing to crazy zany things and really like supporting what the movie was about so in terms of like a supporting performance i think she was there delivering that mm-hmm. she she was there to help all the other actors carry that dramatic weight by being funny for them so jamie should win will win you're giving it yes to her? i mean she is hilarious Mm-hmm. And comedy performances almost never get recognized at the Oscars, which sickens me because I think comedy is such a hard thing to master. And Jamie Lee Curtis mastered it in this movie. She is absolutely incredible and just a comedy tour de force. And I think she deserves recognition for that. So, yeah, I think she should win. and I think she will win. Well, there you go. All right. Moving on to Best Supporting Actor, we have Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Inisherin, and Ki He Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I really don't think we even have to spend so much time <laughs> on this one. First off, again, I have four of these so, in my roster, so talk about another sweep. Can't pretty amazing <laughs> pretty incredible Disgusting. i mean do we even have to argue i mean it's gonna be kiki kwan right like this nobody... is there's like three categories that are like near 100 yeah. percent best picture 
best supporting actor and then we'll get to the other one but this one above all of them is the like absolutely yeah guaranteed he's won everything gone. he has he's well beloved it's a great performance he's been giving fantastic speeches i mean i just can't see in any world again the great narrative behind him i can't see any world in which anyone else wins i mean i guess Even greater than brendan fraser's narrative like yeah like like the best narrative you could possibly have okay and on top of that, what, literally of those five, I personally believe the best performance. I haven't seen Agreed. Brian Tyra Henry, but yeah, I really think he absolutely delivers in this movie. For sure. So, yeah, I think it's got to be him without a doubt. Absolutely. Now we can move on to best director, Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inishirin, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinart for Everything Every Wall at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostlund for Triangle of Sadness. Now, Ryan, for this one, we have to weigh the possibilities of mm -hmm. an everything everywhere all at once sweep. Of course. We know that, especially in years, like the most recent years, Oscars love to spread the love. For sure. We have seen films get nominated a whole lot in recent mm -hmm. times, but almost never have there been huge like sweeps it's been a like long some, time since there's been a sweep. like lord of the rings or things like that so yeah. like films can get up to like six wins but honestly that's like been the limit for the past and those decades. are mostly technicals like doom yeah. or something winning exactly. a bunch of technicals you know and very this rarely is, do you have like oh like above the line sweeps here yeah and this is already the best picture winner already one acting nomination that is In guaranteed going to this possibly another Actually, possibly two more, like really strong chances possibly with Best Actress more, and yeah. Best Supporting Actress. Is it also going to get Best Director? Like that would be almost know. unheard of for it to that get that. Crazy. So I'm imagining that this or Best Original Screenplay will be the area where they decide to give it to somebody else and mm -hmm. spread the love. Possibly. I feel like it's a stronger chance for original screenplay to remain with everything everywhere all at once. I agree. I agree. I think so it would be hard leave, to win best director here. Right. So it'd leave director to go to somebody else. But again, there's a very strong pro possibility yeah. that the Daniels will win everything ever all at once. But it would just be, again, unheard of for a sweep of this magnitude, but especially an above the line sweep. That'd be wild. So, yeah, I don't know. Something's pulling me in the direction of saying it won't get there. But I mean, it's very likely that it could. It mm -hmm. it might pull. I mean, we've seen Parasite. Right. Didn't that win? That was a big above the line sweep. Yeah. Screenplay, uh, director picture, and, picture. and yeah. So this could go that same way. Could. But again, it also already has such strong recognition in the acting categories. Mm hmm which Parasite didn't have. So yeah, we'll have to see if this will go that way. But I don't know if someone's pulling me and I may be wrong about this, but I don't know. I think maybe McDonough or Spielberg might be given something here in the we directing pick category. Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to lean towards Spielberg just mm -hmm. because he uh, also has a very strong narrative plus great film obviously fantastic directing from him mm -hmm. known commodities so they yeah. could decide to give it to an industry giant 
rather than give it to these new up and comers who are changing the game and already mm-hmm. getting recognized in yeah. just about every other above the line category. Mm-hmm. So even though I don't know, somewhere in my heart of hearts, I feel like they might give the everything ever all at one sweep. I'm going to say Spielberg for best director. Who do you think should win though? If you could give that award out and it's just Ryan giving out the award to those nominees, who would you give it to? Mm. It's hard to pick, right? It is hard to pick because it would be between the Daniels and Spielberg. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I think it's such a masterpiece. I probably would give Daniels for should win. Now, this is where, for me, fanatics gets a little tricky. So I I want the Daniels to win. It yes. Because I love the Daniels and I love the movie they made. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about specifically directing, going in and directing the movie, mm-hmm. I think Steven Spielberg should win it. Because when I'm watching The Fablemans, it feels a lot like old Spielberg, Spielberg is coming back. Like, like he's using a lot of older tricks mm-hmm. in terms of the way he wants to move the camera and the way he's telling the story that I think are beautiful. And I think there's a lot of ingenuity there, as there always is with Spielberg. So I think he's putting in the most effort as somebody who understands the craft so wholeheartedly and cares about it so much and is also being so personal at the same time. So I want the I want the Daniels to win, but I think Spielberg should win and I think Spielberg will win. Wow, so we're in agreement for this one. Interesting. It's it's weird. I cuz I mean, it's Spielberg and he's making a movie about himself. I think he's going to win best director. But I would not be upset. I mean, either way, I'm still getting a point for my my box office drafts. So, I know. Well, I mean, that's I'm happy no matter what. But it's above the line, it's like, well, is my one film going to win or is my other film going to beat it? Yeah, out? I know. I mean, man, which one? Jeez. It's a big problem you have. Yeah. So, Real hard yeah. to pick. But <laughs> I, I, think, think, I think Steven Spielberg deserves it. I think he's going to win it. I think so, too. But I, I mean, want the Daniels to win because it would just be such a vote for ingenuity in filmmaking such a vote for freshness and originality. And I like the idea of that, but I also understand the people voting for this award are other directors and they do lean towards the traditionalism of what Spielberg delivered and like the, the sturdiness of what he delivered. Like it's very much like this is what good filmmaking is. We can point to that. We all know that that's a good film that's been made by a good director. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Whereas the Daniels is much more like a taste film. Like you have to have the taste for it, but it's, it's objectively good, like well-made. Yeah. But I want them to win, but uh, I think Steven Spielberg is going to take it. Yeah. We'll see what happens in best original screenplay. We have Banshees of Inishram for Martin McDonough, everything ever all at once. The Daniels, the Fablemans, Tony Kushner and Steven Spielberg, Tar, Todd Field and Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. A an exact copy of the director category. Um, so <laughs> who do you think will win best original screenplay? Which I also think, I mean, that points to it even more. The fact that best director is like the exact same category. I feel like they'll want to spread the love and it seems like everything ever all at once. The writing is so strong in that. Oh yeah. There's also a strong correlation between winner of screenplay and winner of best picture. So mm-hmm. it seems inevitable if best picture is going that way, original screenplay will also gotta go that way. So I think it's the Daniels should win, will win. I'm on your side. I completely agree. Now, after that is best adapted screenplay. We have All Quiet on the Western Front by 
Edvard Berger, Leslie Peterson, and Ian Stokel. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery by Ryan Johnson. Living by Kazuo Ishiguro and Top Gun Maverick. Aaron Kruger, Eric Warren Singer, Christopher McQuarrie, and Women Talking by Sarah Pauly. Ryan, who should win? So, who should win? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I think, like, by default, Glass Onion would be the one that should win. Although I will say, Top Gun Mavericks, as, like, a blockbuster writing, it's probably, like, one of the best like paragon examples hang on why do you think glass onion should win because i haven't seen the other films (laughs) so of the two i've seen the one that probably should win because it's more conventionally along those lines but again i think what top gun maverick did in terms of just straightforward sensible uh like writing of everything making sense giving clear but still relatable and emotionally investing uh, motivations and stakes for the character mm-hmm. relationships and then again just the way that the action was structured throughout it it's really solid so honestly in my heart of hearts i think taco maverick should take it but i can appreciate a lot of what glass onion was doing in terms of who will win again i haven't seen the other films but i imagine you didn't see women be... talking even though it's no, in your roster yet. No, not yet. Again, I didn't have time when it was in theaters, which, by the way, I don't know why it released like early January 2023 instead of during the award season. But I'm hoping it'll win this award, which will help out my draft immensely. And then it will go uh, back in theaters for like a week since it'll be one of the winners. So So you think it will win? I do. It won uh, the WGA. It's won a couple other things. It's really the only possible chance that Women Talking can win an award. So I think they'll go for it. I think All Quiet on the Western Front will win. And I think it honestly should win. I mean, I've never read the book. And I've never seen the original movie. But from what I've read, from what I've seen, it's a very faithful adaptation. It's very honest and it's very brutal and they do a very good job because there was the original adaptation that was also very good then they did a second one somewhere in the 70s or 80s that wasn't and then it did they did this one which is also very faithful adaptation of a very strong source material and i think with all the snowballing that aquan the western front has had on the momentum that it has i think it will win so i'm going to go all quiet on the western front right so i will say two counterpoints one I feel like I've heard that it's actually not that faithful. I think they changed the ending or something. So I don't think it's an entirely faithful one, although maybe that helps with the adaption uh, part of it, um, if they like the adapted elements. But I guess it's just if they've read the original source material and then if they like the change that they do. If they didn't like the change, then it'll definitely work against it in this category. The other point is All Quiet on the Western Front is the most remarkable part about it its writing or all those other technical aspects i feel like it'll it's very well written yes shoe in for a lot of those technical things but perhaps not adapted screenplay i don't think that's the most like recognizably solid thing about it so we'll see um but also it's worth mentioning if there's going to be an upset to everything ever all at once the likeliest contenders are banshees and all quiet 
And if mm-hmm. All Quiet wins this category, adapted screenplay, then it probably brings everything ever all once from like a 90% down to like a 70%. Yeah, that's scary. For sure. Because that would mean it would also have to coincide with All Quiet sweeping the technicals. But if it gets adapted screenplay, that would be a huge, huge notch on its uh, progress towards winning the best picture category, which would Mm. be a huge upset. That'd be crazy. That would be a giant upset for sure. Mm -hmm. Next is best original song. We have Applause by Diane Warren from Tell It Like a Woman. Hold My Hand by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop from Top Gun Maverick. Natu Natu by M.M. Kiravani and Chandra Bose from RRR. Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever by Thames, Ludwig Gordonson, Rihanna, and Ryan Coogler. And This Is a Life by Everything Everywhere at Once, or from Everywhere, Everything Everywhere at Once by Ryan Lott, David Byrne, and Mitski. What do you think, Ryan? What do you think? I haven't seen it, but Natu Natu seems like the clear winner. For sure. Have you heard it? I have only heard bits and pieces that they play during the other like award category things. It's incredible. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. And I really want it to win, and I think it should win. Yeah. I have and no, no uh, opinions on what should win, but... Yeah, I think Natsu Natsu will certainly win. I also like This Is A Life because A, I like David Byrne and B, it's also a very good song. I like Lift Me Up too, but it's kind of overplayed at this point. Not the biggest fan of Hold My Hand and I've never listened to Applause. (laughs) I don't think anyone has, except apparently whoever keeps voting for Diane Warren at every single Oscars. Very true. But after that, Best Original Score, All Quiet on the Western Front, Volker Bertelman. Babylon, Justin Hurwitz, Banshees of Inisherin, Carter Burwell, Everything Ever All at Once, Sun Lux, and The Fablemans, John Williams. So He always gets who, in there. He does. So who do you think will win? Who do you want to win? I know I want Everything Ever All at Once to win. Because yet again, this would go to my... <laughs> it would go towards my... Uh, my my points, but also I think the score is incredible. Like the way that it plays into the story and the themes that they develop throughout the story, I think are very, very well done more so than a lot of the other uh, nominees here. I have not seen Babylon. I think my mind would change if I saw Babylon because you speak very highly of it. I don't think Banshees of Inishirin should win. And I don't think Fableman should win. All Quiet on the Western Front does have a good score. I did like the score. But I wasn't blown away, and I'm a little surprised it got nominated. So I'm going to go everything everywhere at once, will win, and should win. So, But that my opinion of what should win might change when I do watch Babylon, because right. you've said good things. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those areas of everything everywhere at once having such huge momentum behind it, and then it just gets overrepresented in a lot of categories. I mm-hmm. don't think the score was anything remarkable in that film you're crazy it's like the aspect of all the aspects of it was the one you need that to I, you need to actually pull up the score and listen to it without the movie perhaps but the way that i've integrated into the movie great. it's one of those instances where i was picking up on each like cue of the music when the score came in and i was not taken by it but yeah maybe i'll need another listen to see but honestly yeah i feel like it shouldn't have been nominated at least what from what i remember you're certainly crazy. shouldn't win 
What should win, of course, is Babylon. Justin Hurwitz. It is fantastic just on its own. But then, of course, how it's woven into the themes and focus of the movie, the way it's in dialogue with his previous work with La La Land score, incorporating some of the motifs from there. I just think it's a brilliant composition. It is so good. I think it should win. I also like the Banshee score a lot, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. Fame win score, not too much. Nothing too remarkable about that. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it's solid. It's John Williams. How can he go wrong? Yeah. But I don't think it, you know, was elevating that. Yeah, it's no Jurassic Park. I mean, yeah, <laughs> obviously said amazing, iconic hits before. I don't think the Fablemans will be among the most recognizable pieces he's offered. For sure. But who do you think will win? I think, and I don't know if it's being influenced by my personal preference, bias about the draft, but I feel like Babylon, Justin Hurwitz, <laughs> Is gonna take it because it's you need the it strongest outing for Babylon for sure. Even though I mean it didn't get many nominations, but this one obviously it did get nominated. These I think won quite a few of the precursor awards. It's been a while since he's been nominated, so it's not like they're gonna feel like they're overloading him with nominations mm. and wins. So I feel like if there's any place that Babylon will get an award, it's this one. Perhaps. Now, next up is Best Cinematography. All Quiet on the Western Front by James Friend. Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths by Darius Konji. Elvis by Mandy Walker. Empire of Light, Roger Deakins. And Tar, Florian Hoffmeister. Ryan, thoughts? First of all, yes. what a whack category. Tell me Second about it. How, how, <laughs> we'll talk about a letdown. Yeah. I mean, there's like an alternative five that easily could get in here um, and be Empire just as good or better than all these other ones. Yeah, that one's in there just because it's Deacons. Obviously, I'm sure it looks fantastic, but come on. What are we doing there? Oscar worthy? I That's didn't crazy. see Bardo, but I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. That got in there. Apparently, All Quiet is very solid in the cinematography realm. I like a lot of what Tar was doing cinematography-wise, so that's fair. But Elvis as well, I'm like, is that deserved? I don't really think so. So in terms of who should win, I don't really have a preference here. I haven't seen All Quiet. Mm. Tara would be my next pick, but who yeah. should win? Should have been like Babylon. <laughs> after that, I feel like Greg Frazier for The Batman should have been nominated for sure. Decision to leave based on just what I've seen from those trailers. I feel like that would be a shoe in oh, yeah. cinematography. It was very so, cool shot. Yeah, a lot of my should wins would be other ones, but no. uh, who will win? I think yeah. all quiet will take this. You think? Yeah. So I think now I haven't seen Bardo or Empire of Light, but I think Bardo should probably win because I've seen a lot of the stills of it. I think it's shot really well, and I really like Darius Konji. So mm-hmm. I think Bardo should win, but I think Tar is going to take it. I'm going to go with Tar. I think All Quiet on the Western Front has a lot about it that's incredible. And it definitely has a shot of winning just because it's a war movie and it is shot well. And they mm-hmm. do love to give this award and a lot of other technicals to war movies because they are shot well. But I think Tar is going to take it just because. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, I really. They just 
they just love the way it's pretentiously shot. And then the wonder that they have in there as well. Yeah, that wonder is so good. It's a very good wonder. I think they're going to lean into it and go for it and It'd say, be great for my draft. <laughs> You're giving me one. I'm, I'm giving it to you. One thing that, yeah, you we'll count them honest, up yeah. at the very end. We'll you. count them up what it'll be. But yeah, I don't think this one will be one that'll go my way. But it would be glorious if it did. Because, of course, yeah. you're not represented in this category at all. Which for is sure. very helpful for me. Very true. So, no matter what, to, I'm fucked. Although... Could be more fucked, could be less fucked. That's true. But in this next category, I mean, I think it's very obvious who will take it. Best sure. visual effects, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. It's Avatar. It's Avatar. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, look at the thing. It's beautiful. Technology. Yeah, he it revolutionized, looks... once again, revolutionized the way we do everything. Yeah, it's so, incredible. Should win, will win. Absolutely. Should win, will win. 100%. We can just go straight into film editing. Banshees <laughs> of Inishirin, Mikkel E.G. Nielsen, Elvis, Matt Vila, and Jonathan Redmond. Everything, Everyone at Once, Paul Rogers, Tar, Monica, Willie, and Top Gun Maverick, Eddie Hamilton. Ryan. Big thoughts. First of all, really solid category. Yeah, this one's actually pretty stacked. It is, yeah. I Except think, for, I think, Banshees. No, I like the editing on that. I think it is what is uh, it. All right. Maybe. I think yeah. that somehow this has become a two-film race when it should have been a clear and obvious one frontrunner. But between Top Gun Maverick and everything everywhere all at once, I think... I still got to go with Top Gun Maverick. I understand the choice. It's going to win sound, mm-hmm. or so it should, absolutely. absolutely. And again, we've talked about it every chance we could, but the way that the editing in this is so crucial to making it work, to making all the tension, all the action, all the excitement come through and hit the way that it's supposed to, mm-hmm. need to be able to comprehend what is happening with these aerial sequences. Yeah. And they do a fantastic job of that in Top Gun Maverick. So I think it should and will win for best film editing, but everything ever all at once is nipping at its heels. And I'm a bit worried that it might take it. You should be. That would absolutely destroy my path to victory. If Top Gun Maverick does not win film editing. For sure. Uh, I think Obviously, everything ever all at once should win. I mean, Top Gun Maverick, don't get me wrong, phenomenal, incredibly well edited. I mean, you are correct. Those aerial sequences, there's only one way to pull it off, and we have to know where the planes are and what's going on, and they pull it off to a T, which is incredible. And definitely deserves recognition in its own. But in terms of using editing and making it intentionally noticeable in order to evoke an emotion so strongly, there's only two movies on here that do that, and it's Everything Ever All at Once and Elvis. The only two movies that use editing in an intentional manner to like the, to intentionally make themselves noticeable to invoke an emotion. Mm-hmm. So that you say so that when normal everyday people walk out of the theater, they go, Wow, that was edited really well. Like even the everyday moviegoer will notice how well something's edited. And Topic of Maverick, yes, well edited. And the the secret, the key to that success is that it's unnoticeable, and that's great. It wouldn't work if you noticed the cuts and noticed the editing. It works because it's unnoticeable, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But to, like, the hardest thing to do is to make a cut so noticeable and yet still make it passable and even beyond that, lovable. I mean, everything, everyone all at once does that. 
a million times a second. And it's incredible. So I'm going to go everything ever all at once, should and will win. All right. There we go. Split yet again. Split yet again. In costume design, we have Babylon, Mary Zoffries, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Ruth E. Carter, Elvis, Catherine Martin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Shirley Carada, and Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Jenny Beaven. This one's hard. So, not for me. I think Elvis will win. In terms of who should win, I mean, that is much more tough. But I think Elvis is gonna take it just all of its faithful recreations of mm-hmm. not just like 50s 60s 70s era clothing but specifically elvis's wardrobe i think that'll be what gives it the edge also Catherine martin has been mm-hmm. nominated plenty of times before and won so she's a familiar name she's well respected i think she'll yeah. get another victory under her belt i think you might be right i might be leaning that way with you honestly because I was between that and Black Panther because they just love Ruthie Carter. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? But honestly, the costumes in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, don't hold enough on their own outside of the first Black Panther to merit an entire second award because she won the first one. So I think you're probably right. I'm going to go with Elvis too. Mm-hmm. What do you think should win though, Ryan? Hmm. It's hard. It is. It'd be between Babylon and everything ever all at once. Yeah. I'm trying to think, though, because a lot of, uh, what is it, Jobu Tapaki, right, was the name? Yeah. Like, a lot of her wardrobe was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Very eccentric and noticeable and flashy um, and really like that. A lot of Babylons, obviously, it's more of that period piece, so it's trying to be accurate to that time while also in many ways capturing that same sense of like eccentricity and personality within each of the characters. So I like both of them a lot. So it's hard to say. I'll probably lean towards maybe everything ever all at once, just because I feel like those are like really well suited to those characters and what they're trying to embody in that moment of like what they're trying to convey about those characters. Um, But yeah, I'm not so well versed with like costume design. I mean, I think again, Elvis is gonna most likely win. If I were very well versed with costume design and I could like see how important all those faithful recreations are and how difficult it mm-hmm. is, I'd probably word it to that. But just as my more like layman's eye when it comes to costume design, mm-hmm. I'd probably go with everything ever all at once just because of more of like the feelings that it's able to invoke with those costumes rather than I agree. I don't know, like the aesthetics or all the technical craft required in like combining the fabrics and whatnot. So I'll yeah. say everything ever at once. I agree. And then after that we have best sound, all quiet on the Western Front, Avatar the Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. Ryan, to you. I think it's gotta be Top Gun Maverick as should win. And I agree. Bird strike, bird strike. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my exactly. God. Talk about intense. Talk about so just absolutely well done. I mean, enveloping in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I agree. I think All Quiet on the Western Front might take it. It's a war movie. Very true. Very true. Uh, the other ones, not so much. I don't think Avatar stood out enough to take it like it did the first time it came around. And I, I agree. agree. Same with Batman and Elvis. 
Elvis, maybe just because of the music element of it, but probably not. I'm going to go with either All Quiet or Top Gun, and I think Top Gun deserves it. And so I'm going to say Top Gun's going to take it. There you go. For sure. For best production design, we have All Quiet on the Western Front for Christian M. Goldbeck and Ernstine Hipper, Avatar The Way of Water, Dylan Cole, Ben Proctor, Vanessa Cole, wonder if she's related and or married to Dylan Cole, Perhaps. Elvis, Catherine Martin, Karen Murphy, Bev Dunn, Babylon, Florencia Martin, Anthony Carlino, and the Fablemans, Rick Carter and Karen O'Hara. I so, honestly... Yeah, what do you think? Jeez. Again, I didn't see Babylon, so I can't really speak to it. I really don't think Avatar is going to win it because it was all CGI. I don't think... Mm, God, I'm between Elvis and All Quiet on the Western Front. I mean, Elvis had pretty great sets, and it looked fantastic. But I, ah, Jesus, I think I'm going to have to go with All Quiet on the Western Front on this one. I'm not going to lie. Gotcha. Yeah, so I haven't, haven't seen All Quiet, but obviously it being a recreation of World like War trenches, One yeah. and all those trenches, all of that, it seems like it when it knocked it out of the park with production design for so sure. i think that is among the top three contenders i think elvis is the other one for other reasons i agree we were mentioning and then babylon i think for sure is the other one in the top three hmm. just because it's crazy like everything to do with that house with the big wonder in the beginning like the mansion the party that's going on and then everything they do with the back lots like creating those sets out in the field like, obviously, they had to be the ones to do all that. Um, and there's a huge amount of sets, too, in mm-hmm. Babylon. I mean, yeah, it's a three-hour movie, so it had a lot to deal with. For me, I think what should win is Babylon, uh-huh. without a doubt. Because, uh-huh. again, what they do is fantastic in that. Of course. What will win? It's hard. Once again, am I going to be swayed by my desire to have one of my draft picks win? Uh-huh. Or... All quiet, which again, I don't have like much knowledge of how effectively that production design came across. It's pretty goddamn effective, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I imagine so. But it's pretty fucking crazy. I know Babylon has won a couple production design specific awards. Um, so there's the precedent there. They've won the precursors. The people voting on it may go with Babylon again. But it's also, again, not a movie that was a huge hit commercially or critically so is there enough love behind babylon to give it a production design win i don't know there's also the idea of if all quiet has huge momentum behind it this is one of those technical categories where it could get a huge boost from being deemed best production design so i don't know it could be all quiet elvis or babylon i could see any of them taking it to be honest that's what i'm saying it's hard to pick uh, I'm going to go with my heart though, and pick <laughs> Babylon to take you it. You have to go with your heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now we can do best makeup and hairstyling. All Quiet on the Western Front, Heike Merker and Linda Eisenhammerova. <laughs> what a last name. That's incredible. Yeah, Eisenhammerova. The Batman, Naomi Dunn, Mike Marino, and Mike Fontaine, the Mikes. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Camille Friend. Friend. And- oh. Wow, yeah. And Joel Harlow, must be related to Jack. Elvis, Mark Coulier, J. 
Jason Baird, and Aldo Signoretti, and The Whale, Adrian Morit, Judy Chin, and Anne Marie Bradley. I think The Whale is going to take it. I mean, I think makeup and hairstyling wise, every time they just nominate the one that does the one big transformation, like they always let that one win. Like they did, ooh, they did one, unless there's like a big sci-fi piece where they do a bunch of like special stuff, or if Rick Baker does something, he'll win. But usually it's, oh, they did one big character transformation, so they should, like didn't Darkest Hour win Best Makeup and Hairstyling because of what they did to Gary Oldman? Yeah. And I mean, what they did to Brandon Fraser and the whale is tremendous. Like it's crazy how good it looks. So I'm going to go with the whale is going to win in terms of should win. I guess I think it also should win, but all quiet on the Western front did have some gruesome makeup. I'm going to go with the whale. Yeah. I think what will win is Elvis. I think it's got the same sort of pool that the whale does with Elvis's fat suit at the end. And then it has the added bonus of, the way they edited it too, in between Austin Butler and then the actual Elvis giving that final performance, Unchained Melody, you really have to examine for a couple of seconds and be like, oh, no, no, okay, that's the real Elvis now. Oh, no, no, that's Austin Butler now. Like they did that incredibly well. Yeah. So I think that gives it the boost and it's similar to the whale of like, oh, just put an actor in a fat suit or throw some prosthetics on him. Uh, but then it also has to deal with all the styles that Elvis had throughout his many years, throughout his long career from the 50s up and through the 70s. So that's mm-hmm. all the hair, all the makeup for just Elvis alone, plus all the other folks around him. You also have the prosthetics for Tom Hanks, although I don't think that does him much favor. But I think Elvis has a lot of showy makeup. It has a lot of very important hairstyling that it has to hit right. So I think Elvis will take it. And then also I think it's a more loved film than The Whale. So I think people will want to give it more to Elvis. Eh, Maybe. Eh. All right. Now we're into these other categories. And I'll be honest, I have not been able to see any of the shorts or the documentary shorts or anything like that. So I don't have informed opinions on any of them. Me neither. You want to just move past so yeah we'll yeah we'll skip them best live action short best animated short we'll announce the winners of course best documentary short um but yeah for this one we won't make any predictions for them since we have no but best animated feature we can at least speak to that it's got guillermo del toro's pinocchio marcel the shell with shoes on puss in boots the last wish the sea beast and turning red now, I've only seen two of these movies, Turning Red and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. That being said, I'm going to go Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Will win and should win. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, my God. It is so visually stimulating and it's just beautiful and the story is fantastic. I mean, I was delighted 100% watching it. I think it was great and I can't wait to see Guillermo del Toro win. That also being said, I have not seen Puss in Boots. And I do really want to see Puss in Boots because I also hear that that's really good. Mm-hmm. Ryan, your thoughts? By default, I have to say Puss in Boots should win because I've seen nothing else. But what will win is absolutely Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro will get it. He's been cleaning everything up. Who doesn't sure. love Guillermo del Toro? So he'll Everybody get it for sure. Guillermo del Toro. For best, best documentary feature, All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. 
So Fire of Love, I would say should win because I agree. that's the only one I've seen. But it is fantastic. Did you finally catch up with it? I did watch it. Oh, and I isn't it so good? It. I loved it. It was amazing. I think it should win. I hope it does win. I don't know anything about the other ones. Yeah, I think Navalny will win because it's all right. I would just like Navalny Russia oriented. It's about like Navalny who was a candidate against Putin, so it's very timely. So I think it'll end up winning. Fire of Love, oh, so fantastic! Absolutely beautiful, indeed. And then last but not least, best international feature: All Quiet on the Western Front from Germany, Argentina, nineteen eighty-five. From of course Argentina, Close from Belgium, EO from Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. So you, I imagine, are going to pick Argentina 1985 for should win. Should win, absolutely, yes. I mean, then, I've only seen two of them, All Quiet and Argentina, yeah. and I think Argentina 1985 should definitely win. Yes, but then obviously All Quiet will win since obviously it's been nominated in other categories and Best Picture, so yeah, it's a given. For sure. But all right, so let's just do a recap and see in terms of our... Uh, draft how many wins each of us have said we will get yeah so you count yours i'll count mine okay yeah that'll be a good way to keep track so with best picture <laughs> we each are giving you the win for that so yes, you keep are. track As you're giving yourself should. one win i'm giving you one win for best actress i'm giving myself one win you're giving yourself your second win indeed for best actor i'm giving myself the second win you're giving yourself your third win interesting how this is playing out wild but in best supporting actress it can only go one way i'm giving you your fourth win um so yeah and you give yourself well i'm giving you your we're both you're we both gave me a win for best supporting actress yes best supporting actor again we both gave me the win Kwan, of course Best director, uh, both gave me that win as well. I mean, God, I'm really cleaning up out here. Best original screenplay, look at that. Isn't that crazy? I also got a win there. Good God. Best adapted screenplay, uh, I gave nobody a win. I gave you one, or you gave you one. So there you go. Best original song, nobody. Best original score, you gave yourself a win. I gave myself a win. Best cinematography, uh, you said nobody. I said you. You picked Tar, right? For which one? Cinematography. You you picked Tar in general, like you picked in your roster. Well, yeah, Tar is on my roster, yeah. So yeah, I gave you that one. Best visual effects, that went to me from both of us. Best film editing, I gave it to me, you gave it to you. Best costume design, uh, we both gave it to you. Best sound, we both gave it to you. Best production design, I gave it to nobody. You gave it to yourself. Best makeup and hairstyling. We gave it to ourselves. And that is it. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so how many did you give yourself? I'm going to tally them up now just because I want to have as well my my showcase for the path to victory. But you tally up what you had and say. I gave myself 13 was. wins. Which multiplied by three would be 39. Yeah, I'm not crazy. It would be 39 on top of my 34 already, which is crazy. That's a lot of points. If I really want a path to victory, that is a domination 
for sure. <laughs> okay, so I gave myself nine wins and you six <laughs> so that we could tie. Because <laughs> I gave myself uh, actress, actor, mm -hmm. adapted, score. I didn't give myself cinematography. But if I it did go my way, that would be a win. Yeah. But no, I gave myself editing, costume, sound, production, makeup. So if your prediction went through, it would be a tie. Yes. And okay. If your what is your path through, to victory, though? So that's that is the. Well, I guess it's the path to tie. I would need cinematography then as well to win. So but cinematography and editing are two very important categories. At this point, a tie is a victory for me. But yes, I need fundamentally I need actress because if mm -hmm. you win, that's that like if I don't win that, it's definitely going to you. So then I'm screwed kind of for actor as well. But I feel like actor is Butler. Actress could go to Yao, Michelle Yao. So that could screw me for good. And then same with score or editing. If those go your way instead of my way, then that's an absolute mm -hmm. done deal. So editing is essential score is essential and at least you just not winning score is essential and then actress is essential and then right. i need to clean up the technicals so Possibly. we will see we will see if it happens it's a slim chance but yeah on a scale of one to wins, ten how confident are you you know <laughs> uh i'll say a three that's pretty low not gonna lie you know i'm at a full nine right there <laughs> i'm very very confident there's a slim chance you could tie it i'd be mm -hmm. very very angry that i would, would literally so i would never do another draft again if we tied i would never do another draft yeah, again you'd have to it would be no fantastic. i wouldn't i would could quit. you imagine i would be so angry i've lost every other draft and i'm going to lose the 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 next box office draft so if i lose if i if i don't win this one you didn't lose this one if we tie but it'll be fuck a you it's a low it, it, with this lead that i have that is a loss there are it's, a, it's what they say about soccer. There are some draws that are a win. There are some draws that are a lose. For me, this would be a loss of a draw. It would be a, yeah, a dub. It would certainly be sure. a victory if I were able to get a tie. Yeah, so that's what I'm would. hoping for. Fuck you. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, you never know. There could be huge upsets as well. Todd Field wins. You. Director. I'd kill myself. Hold My Hand wins song. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It could come out of nowhere. It won't happen. I'm going to win, and I can't wait to win. And we're going to talk all about it next week when we recap the Oscars, what happened in the awards show, who won what, and I get to claim my inevitable victory. That is all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show, you can email us at theboxofficeshowpod at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. If you like the show, please give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to, and be sure to tune in next week. Have a great rest of your day.